Imagine being the best detective in the world and having people from all over the world come to you for help. Imagine needing to decipher a message to solve a mystery, yet having that message be encrypted with variations of stick figures. This is the case in the novel The Return of Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Dancing Men by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And in this scenario, you are the great detective, Sherlock Holmes. I am your host, Leah Strickland, and I welcome you to this episode of The One Time Pod. The episode is titled, Sherlock Holmes and the Stick Figure Cipher. And today, I am going to tell you about the fictional character, Sherlock Holmes, and how he impacted cryptography. Sherlock Holmes is arguably the best fictional detective. He is the brainchild of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. In the Sherlock Holmes novels, Sherlock has many adventures. However, the most notable one is The Adventure of the Dancing Men. In this novel, a man, Hilton Cubitt, asks Sherlock Holmes for help since he is suspicious of his wife and the strange messages that she has been sending and receiving. The messages interest Sherlock because they use stick figure drawings to communicate. Cubitt's wife, Elise, keeps receiving messages. The messages are usually sent by paper, but after a while the messages are written in chalk on their shed door. Sherlock intercepted the messages in an attempt to figure out what code was used. While Sherlock was busy trying to crack the code, Cubitt was murdered by the sender of those messages. The intercepted messages allowed Sherlock to crack the code and figure out who sent the messages to Elise and murdered Cubitt. It is a capital mistake to theorize before one has data. Insensibly, one begins to twist facts to suit theories instead of theories to suit facts. Sherlock Holmes In the Dancing Men cipher, a monoalphabetic substitution was used. A substitution cipher is a method of encrypting in which letters of plain text are replaced with different symbols. Sherlock Holmes figured out that the stick figure with both hands raised represented the plain text letter E. He figured this out using frequency analysis. Frequency analysis is a cryptoanalytic method which involves calculating the frequency of letters or symbols in a ciphertext and comparing it to the letter frequency in the English language. Sherlock Holmes observed that the stick figure with both hands raised occurred the most in the encrypted messages. He deduced that this stick figure represented the letter E, since E is the most common letter in the English alphabet. After figuring out this letter, he continued to use frequency analysis to decipher more letters. Here is an example of an encrypted message that was sent in the novel. 
stick figure with both arms raised. Then, stick figures with left arm raised and legs placed together to form a diamond. Stick figure with both arms and left leg raised. Stick figure with both arms and right leg raised. And finally, stick figure with both arms raised with the flag in the right hand. When a stick figure holds a flag, it represents the end of the word. Sherlock realized that this word spelled Elise, who was a significant character in the novel. Sherlock's use of frequency analysis and logical thinking helped him solve this mystery. When you have eliminated all which is impossible, then whatever remains, however improbable, must be true. Sherlock Holmes I personally think that Sherlock decrypting the Dancing Men cipher is unrealistic. I do not think that Sherlock had intercepted enough messages for frequency analysis to be completely useful, since frequency analysis relies on how many times a symbol is repeated. I think that solving the message could be achievable in the real world if more messages would have been sent. Sherlock solving the Dancing Men cipher shows the magic of storytelling. Anything can be possible when it is fictional. Even though Sherlock Holmes solving the messages seems impossible, frequency analysis makes solving the cipher seem plausible. What one man can invent, another can discover. An example of a ciphertext that is similar to the Dancing Men cipher is the Gold Bug cipher by Edgar Allan Poe. He also used symbols to encrypt the message. This ciphertext was also solved by using frequency analysis. The Gold Bug and the Dancing Men cipher are both ciphertexts found in novels. The ciphertexts were also very popular when they were released into the public. They had an intrigue that would attract readers. Since the ciphertexts are similar, some scholars believe that Arthur Conan Doyle was inspired by the works of Poe. Most Sherlock Holmes novels did not use cryptology as a driving point of the mysteries. The Return of Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Dancing Men, and The Valley of Fear are two of the few Sherlock Holmes novels that use cryptography. Many people believe that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle got inspiration for the Dancing Men cipher after seeing some stick figure drawings in an autograph book. This autograph book can be actually found in the Toronto Public Library. Life, it turns out, is infinitely more clever and adaptable than anyone had ever supposed. Sherlock Holmes
During its time, the Sherlock Holmes novels are a great example of how cryptography made an impact in pop culture. Another example of this in modern time would be the National Treasure movies. In the first National Treasure movie, an Odendorf cipher, which is a book cipher, was used. These examples made learning about different aspects of cryptography enjoyable for the public. Cryptography becomes exciting when it is the center of a murder mystery or a hunt for treasure. There will always be more fictional examples of cryptography to come in the future, since the art of making and solving codes is always evolving. Even though many new examples will come in the future, the Dancing Men Cipher is one that will always remain in the history books. And finally, my favorite Sir Arthur Conan Doyle quote. For strange effects and extraordinary combinations, we must go to life itself, which is always far more daring than any effort of the imagination. I am your host, Leah Strickland. Thank you for listening to this episode of The One Time Pod.